Hey, hey, this is Mark Thompson, narrator of a bunch of the Star Wars audiobooks, and you are listening to The Living Force. May the Force be with you. Welcome to The Living Force Podcast. This is where the fun begins. A Utini Podcast Network production. Dad, Tony Weasel. Episode 118, The High Republic Wave 2 Review. You want to buy some death sticks? You don't want to sell the death sticks. On this episode, new Patreon subscribers. <sighs> what do you know? The Star Wars Weekly Roundup. Take a seat, young Skywalker. And the Utini crew goes over the first releases from Wave 2 of Star Wars The High Republic. Are you having a problem, Master Kenobi? And now, here are your hosts. Dr. Corey Helton, Eric Eilerson, Dr. Charles Henkel, and Wes Jenkins. Utini! Hello, everyone! Welcome in to the Living Force and Hot Girl Summer, because I got a white cloth and I'm ready for this. Everyone, it is High Republic Recap Night. I am one of your hosts, Eric Eilerson, and joining me to remind y'all what happened in the first wave of our new favorite Star Wars era, I said it, is Dr. Corey Helton. Hey, man. Hello. 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 Welcome. Hopefully everything flipping works this time. I fixed it all after our last little mishap on Bounty Hunt the other night, but that's okay. We're here now, and it's going to be great. It is. It's going to be great. We got Hydro Spanners, which is, I, I think Hydro Spanners fix everything in Star Wars. Like, literally, yes, just hit it with right. a Hydro Spanner. That's right. Um, if you don't want to hit it with a hydro spanner, you can hit Dr. Charles Hankel with a hydro spanner. Hey, man. Wow. You could. Wow. You could. Option number two, <laughs> which I prefer, is bypassing the compressor. But, you know, that's fine, too. Ooh. You should always bypass the compressor, but you should never bypass an opportunity to gaze into the starry eyes of Wes Jenkins. Oh my Good God. evening, all. <laughs> wow. Eric, how, how I envy all your <laughs> all your transitions. <laughs> I hope everyone's doing well. We have a good summary show for you because I sure as hell need it. On to the show, all right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> oh, so yes, everyone. If you're listening to this later, we are recording this Monday, June 28th. It is the eve of the High Republic Wave 2, which will bring to us The Rising Storm by Kevin Scott and Race to Crash Point Tower by Daniel Jose Older. Now, a lot has happened in the High Republic since it began up till this point. So tonight's show is to basically tell you all, hey, remember that book you read a couple months back before you read Greater Good and all those Thrawn names that totally pushed everything else out of your brain? We're going to remind you. So all the characters that you need to know, the major plot points by those of us that have read the books already, there will be no spoilers. I repeat, no spoilers for Wave 2. So as far as Rising Storm, Crash Point Tower, you're safe. Everything before that, we will say moderate spoilers. We will be talking the main plot points. So if you have not read the Wave 1 of the High Republic, Light of the Jedi, Into the Dark, A Test of Courage, and the High Republic comic and the High Republic Adventures comics up till this point, you may get some slight spoilers. We would love for you to stick around. Love for you to get caught up in the chat. We had a great chat tonight already. Hi, everybody. Hope you're doing well. But we want to get that out of the way first. All right. Now that's done, a couple things before we delve into these glorious yellow banners next to me. Last week, we had a draft show. It was a great time. It was a fun time. And guys, I thought it was a pretty balanced draft as far as our drafts have gone. I thought it was everyone had a really great team. And usually I just lie and say that because I love you guys and I think I kill you all. But <laughs> this time, wow. I'm just, honesty oh, wow. is friendship. <laughs> friendship is honesty. Uh, we have a poll that is over. And uh, it's a bit of a surprise. We want to show our folks at home the results of last week's draft poll. 
What is this? Is this a soccer game? This I never win anything. Is first time guy. ever. We're not worried about you, Corey. We're yeah, talking Corey. about oh, shut the hell up. Look at this crap. Listen, you tell me right now this is not rigged because I 100% objectively have the best list on that flipping thing. You guys suck, all right? <laughs> For our audio listeners, in fourth place last week is Dr. Corey Helton with 12.5% oh, of the votes. In fourth in, slash last place. Go yeah, ahead. In, in, in third place is myself <laughs> with 25% of the vote. And in first slash second, which is also first place, is a freaking tie. Wes and Charles both got 31.3% of the vote to the decimal. <laughs> So, um, yeah. ridiculous. I guess what we're saying is, what book? What book do you think is the one that like determined this? Because I think people look at this and they Ooh, see like one that, or two books. Bring that in graphic the list. back. Bring that graphic back. I gotta remind question. us. So, okay. For I think is, my first pick kind of set the light tone. of the Jedi. Yeah, light that did Jedi. a lot. Yeah. Um, Charles Thrawn, I think, did a lot though, because we that's the only Thrawn book we had anywhere. <clears throat> Maybe Alphabet True. Squadron. Or but Alphabet but Squadron. it's interesting that, yeah, we have two out of three books from the Alphabet Squadron trilogy between mm-hmm. us. Uh-huh. So. Well, and Carson the chat says, Wes had the best overall list. Well, I guess we know who you voted That's for, traitor. Oh, That's fine. That's fine, man. If you, I got if you didn't vote and you're in the comments now thinking either Wes or my list is better, this is your fault. Yeah. <laughs> Remember how you feel sometimes when you don't vote and you're like, ah, I wish that had gone differently. Next time. Although it'll we be get, a while, there's gonna be a, a while for our next one. We so, got a lot of we got a we got a good turnout. We got a lot yes, of love for uh, for Dooku Jedi Lost. That's probably helped me out too. So yeah, I I put a little rebuttal uh, last night onto uh, the Twitter. So you go and check out our Twitter and see. Um, it was great. You know, <clears throat> I hate this. Let's podcast. just say. <laughs> right. Let's just say I woke up to let's a threat. Move on. Yeah, if you ever want to know if Wes actually does love the WWE as much as he says, absolutely, it's all in that video. It's it was so great. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you all again for voting. Keep your eyes peeled. We'll do another draft later on this year. We're going to let them sit for a while. But we love them. We hope you had a good time. And, hey, we hope you uh, checked out some of those books. We had people saying that we mentioned some titles you had never heard of before, and you would go and uh, pick them up or give them to some friends, you know? That's why we're here. All right. Next up, we go to our lovely patrons, again, that make everything that we do possible. We got a new patron this week, which is Feronia Triong. Became a monthly patron. Thank you so much. And patrons... Here's the thing. We have been getting our trivia night ready uh, for you all. And speak of the devil, Emma, our very own Irma Jedi 26, just came into the chat, has agreed to moderate the night because we realized we will not be in a state to moderate anything on this Patreon event. Unfortunately, though, we are here to announce that this will be coming sometime in August. I know that it's almost July. It's going to be a whole other month. But we want this to be a weekend event because we all have jobs. We want to be responsible, right? But we also want to make sure that as many people can join as possible. So it'll be the four of us. It'll be Emma. It'll be a Saturday, a Friday or a Saturday night. We're still getting the exact I thought, date. I, I thought we had. We I thought date? we had a date. What's the date? Yes, we, we decided. Isn't it the twentieth? I want to say. We I did. thought we had a date. We, did we decided choose the date. But... Great. Tell me again. I don't remember. Uh, I don't remember. What's the name of the channel that this is in? Uh, it's trivia. Trivia. Oh, here it is. Here it is. What is it? What's the date? August 20th. August 20th. August 20th. <laughs> August 20th. Yeah, August 20th. That's the date. I don't know the time yet. That'll be Maybe probably, seven or, probably seven or eight. That, that's our go-to Emma, time. For yeah. Emma in the chat says, wish me luck, y'all. Yes. <laughs> Gonna need it. I have to say, finding a date for all five of us to be there was damn near impossible. That's why it's August. Holy crap. 
Yeah. We have a lot of stuff going on. I mean, between mine and Charles' residency schedule and Eric's job schedule and Wes's job schedule and Emma is going back to school. Like, this is a miracle that we were even able to make this work. Yes. So, fingers crossed this still happens. We're really excited. This gives us plenty of time to plan. All right? yes. It's going to be epic. There will be graphics. Yes. There will be fun <clears throat> rules. Um, and again, for anyone that hasn't listened to the last couple episodes, this is our patron-only uh, event. We hit a Patreon goal. So, the four of us will be imbibing a variety of drinks uh, inspired, we hope, by the Cantina of Comics show on this very channel. Uh, and we will be answering trivia questions that Emma will be moderating. It'll be open to all patrons. So if right now things are a little tight, that's <clears throat> fine. Maybe in August, if you want to jump on for a month and join, I'm not going to say you should, but I'd probably well, do should. that. So we'll see you Absolutely. all in August. It'll be a lot of fun. <laughs> all right. Next up is our a Star Wars Weekly Roundup. Up, 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 up. <laughs> Look at that graphic. Oh, I love it so much. Just, All right. Need to put a... Oh, you're going to say something. What do you got, Corey? You say something he's got, mumbling? He's got 12.5%. That's what he's got. Yeah, that's mumbling. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. Oh, my God. Get out. All right. Here we go, folks. Here's... Face. <laughs> you know what? Listen, we got to do the roundup again because we have to clip this for YouTube. All right, so let's show the graphic again. All right, here we go. All right, here, here we go. Here we go. Star Wars Weekly Roundup time. Wait, there's no sound. Oh, okay, there's no, there's no mic in that. Oh, no. okay, that's dumb. All right, well, here we go. Everybody, we got a little bit of news this week. <clears throat> we want to catch you all up on uh, biggest thing in our book community. We are loving the Letters of <clears throat> Central collection we got last week. Again, we got Darth Bane book one. Shatterpoint, and the first Thrawn book, Heir to the Empire. Those were great. We got new paperbacks. And this week, we got a brand new announcement that we're getting another wave of books. Not a surprise that we're getting more books because they're pretty successful, but a little bit of of a surprise as to what books there were. So, Corey, if you can show us our Utini write-up that we put together about this, we'll tell folks which books were brought into the new collection. So this is the article we put out. Essential Legends Collection Wave 2 was revealed, and we got The Rule of Two, the second Darth Bane book by Drew Carpishin, covered by Simon Grenard. We got Dark Force Rising and The Last Command by Timothy Zahn, covers by Tracy Ching. And we got Rogue Squadron, which is book one of, wait a minute, the Rogue Squadron series by Michael Stackpole, covered by Dolly. And that is getting an unabridged audiobook by none other than Mark Thompson. So, fellas, first initial thoughts, both on the books we got and these new covers. Oh, my God. That's my first one. Spoiler. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm really excited by this. I mean, we were talking with uh, one of the editors over at Del Rey is in our Discord channel. We were talking with Tom. We were talking with him about, um, about like, kind of the genius of this. You know, I still stand by that making – Legends, its own thing, was an incredibly smart storytelling decision. I fully agree with the whole Legends decision. And this has made, like, our job at Utini a lot easier because they've sort of... They've sort of like repackaged like some of the best content in Legends mm-hmm. and made it more like available because they're labeling these as like the Essential Legends collection, which is fantastic, yeah. right? So people that are like, I don't really know what to read with Reg- Legends. I haven't stumbled on Utini yet. Like, this is perfect for them. It's got these cool covers. Yeah. It had this like sort of classical book vibe. Like, I'm really stoked by it. this. Is really cool. Look at Harris in the chat already saying, I really need to try a Legends book. Don't know what to start with. These there are great. Wes. 
you gave my answer there in the chat. Kick wrong with <laughs> yeah. Kenobi, which I'm sure is coming down the line. But you're totally right, Corey. This is exactly kind of what we've been trying to do for three years. Yeah. Exactly. And it's actually printed this way, too. Also, they've taken the opportunity to totally redesign some of the covers, which vast, like, totally needed an update, mm. which is great. So, like, if, if, you've been st- if you've been reading the canon books that just came out, and you're reading them, as, as they come out, you finish those, and you just don't have time to go back and read the Legends, because they've been there forever, right? We've always had these Legends books. But, you, mm-hmm. but So these re-entries, you could say are are awesome to pick up because they're it's almost like they're brand new like they're new releases mm-hmm. so yeah I, like i haven't read i haven't read the the rogue squadron any of the rogue squadron books or the x-wing series so i think mm-hmm. that's what i might be picking up first i love that which is also great because you know the x-wing series went back and forth between the rogue squadrons and the race squadrons and we've talked like previously on the show about how you know it's kind of tough to know which one is which because they don't say rogue or wraith and now they are rebranding the Rogue Squadron series like this, which I think is a great call for, especially for new readers. Um, can we look at the the? Let's do a, a cover comparison because we we say these are good, but some of y'all may haven't may maybe you haven't seen the old covers in a while, and uh, <laughs> some of them maybe got improved. So, all right, we're gonna start off with the ten out of ten. All right, great. Uh, <laughs> rule of two. Uh, that's we got Bane in the background with Xana in front. Whoa! I did not even notice Bane in the background until yeah, you man, pointed that. that. Holy smoke! That looks sick. <laughs> I, All right, look at the old cover. Okay, <laughs> this is one of the maybe maybe the worst cover in the history of Star Wars. Look at that little a little is, closer yeah, here. Man, like this it one is, is it one is, of the this one is rough, dude. <laughs> we asked <laughs> for years for Bane covers, and they're like. No, yeah, we get it. Yeah, like Xana has Xana has fire hair right there in that picture. What is that? Uh, <laughs> sure. Bane, Bane is just Voldemort. Like that, it's just oh, straight, straight up Voldemort. Up. Straight up. It's like it's like Voldemort got his hands on like some goth eyeliner. Is what it looks like. Well, yes. well, you know what's interesting though that I actually appreciate is uh, you can definitely still see shades of this cover in the new cover. Like look at Bane's yes. eyes here, and then it it is the same eyes right in yeah. the background. Yeah, yeah. Like, they they kept they kept the storytelling elements for sure. Yeah, and yeah. that's yeah. and that's cool what decision. Legends is all about, right? Like appreciating the weirdness of it. So like they're rebranding, but they're still keeping those little details. I think that's pretty cool absolutely yeah, so that one's great sure. great for call sure. uh next one dark force <laughs> rising very clean very clean cover i like this yeah. i like this one i too. love these i love these and um the old cover is like very dated i mean it's, it's definitely it's got that <clears throat> it is it's busy i mean it looks like 90s legends i mean this came out in 1992 this book is older than i am dang yeah <clears throat> Well, it's not that old, Corey. Am I the youngest of the four of us? I've never really considered that before. Yeah, you are. <laughs> no, I think I am, aren't I? No, dude, well, I'm know. like 10 years older than you are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, the new cover looks fantastic. And I have seen, I don't have one pulled up, but I have seen the comparison of them all side by side mm-hmm. um, with with this one. And then here's the other one, right? The Last Command, the third oh, one my God. with Mara Jade the on tension. it. Which looks, Look at that tension. Yes. It looks sick, man. And it's I love this. Vastly different from the original Legends uh, cover, right? Oh, st- this is one. very yeah. different. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 here's the Look original. Look at that. <laughs> With Luke. 
I know. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Yeah, you know, we I don't think we can I don't think we can move on from this without talking about the dumb Twitter drama that there was right, this briefly, week about briefly. <laughs> Mara Jade having a green lightsaber. Yes, it was absolutely intentional, you bunch of morons. Yeah. And then look at this one. Is this Mara Jade right here on the cover of this one? She definitely has a green lightsaber, if it is. I think, be like- I think that might be. I think that might be is that Marjade? I'm pretty sure it is. I don't know. I don't remember. But regardless, uh, they, anyway, they who read cares? the books. She's a green lightsaber. They read the books. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Tom clarified that to us, you know, and in in Discord. And yes, of course, it was an intentional decision. And fine, it's fine. Chill out. It's great. Uh, <laughs> Chill out. This is my favorite. This is my favorite cover. The Rogue Squadron one. This is incredible. This yeah. one's sick. Strong Alphabet Squadron vibes yep. for sure. Definitely. Oh, yeah. Yeah. oh people like those covers. Didn't Utini give those covers the best cover <laughs> of the year? Well, then maybe we should do it again. <laughs> that was us. We did it. We did it. <laughs> Look at you that. Know, another old, another old cover that I don't think has aged poorly. No, that is I like it. I like it's it. still All good. It's still covers. very good. Yes, I love the X Wing covers. They're like they're very. It has strong like '90s video game vibes, yep. and I yeah. love it. It's just sure. different, uh, and that's what I like that they did with the Rogue Squadron. Particularly, they just made it a totally different aesthetic, and that's great because now you have two different covers on your shelf that look completely yeah, different. For sure, and you'll buy sure. more and spend more money because uh-huh. is that why they're doing right. it? Yes, <laughs> of course it's for money. Yeah. Come on, I'm still, I'm yeah. honestly still torn. Like the more of these they put out, like the first wave came out, and I was like, I, I own all these books. I'm not going to get a yeah. second copy. Uh-huh. And now the second wave has come out, and I'm like, but I really want those, though. I <laughs> and know, I know the man. more they do, I the know. more me I'm going to want When they make Kenobi, yeah, the more artwork. guys, you know me. When they make Kenobi, I'm buying it. <laughs> I know. And I, oh, yeah. and I cannot wait right. to see that cover. Ooh, why? No, yeah, why right, would you? Rightfully, rightfully so. Why would you have to walk into another room and grab that book that you already have when you can have it in another room too? It's exactly. You have have one by the bed at all room. times. <laughs> yeah. Uh, guys, quick breaking news flash! I just got a message from our CFO of our company that our, our very own Aaron Thompson just joined as a monthly Inquisitorious patron. Oh, oh nice. fantastic! Nice. Oh my gosh, well, you actually want to see us do that dumb stuff in August? You're amazing. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Fantastic. So that was now, all coming. I do out. have, I do have one minor criticism of these covers. If if I let's if end I on may. that. That's Not, a good one. Yeah. <laughs> it's a it's a good one. It's a good one. A minor oh, criticism. Oh yeah, do it. Do the, it. So yeah. these are these are the officially released images from Del Rey, by the way. In yes. both this image and uh, which one? This one. They have this white thing in the side of them like why that's not intentional like this is like a this is a publishing error huh. i don't understand why like i had to crop these to use them on like on our website and stuff like to clean them up some because come on that's dumb get that white out of there bro Jeez. what are you doing it's, it's almost like doing? having a professionally made podcast and you have dogs barking in the background <laughs> come on get out of there get out of there hey shut up <laughs> Well, if you want these apparently very unprofessional books, uh, September 7th is when they're coming out. And fun fact to tie it into this whole show, September 7th is also when the High Republic manga comes out. So you can get a little bit of Legends and the newest canon possible in the same day. Synergy. That was sar- that was sarcasm, by the way, about this stupid white thing. It doesn't matter at all. Yes. Like, just so we're clear. Actually, there's white stuff on the side of the covers, and that is very unprofessional. That's all I have to say about that. Oh, man. Your nerd right. voice is great. <laughs> all right. One other thing we got. Uh, the guy we're going to be talking about a lot tomorrow on Twitter, but also a little bit at the end of this show, uh, Kevin Scott. Is a lovely comics creator. We love him in the Star Wars comics world. Last couple years, he's been doing Tales from Vader's Castle and assorted creepy stories. And this fall, this Halloween, you better believe they're coming back 
with Star Wars Adventures Ghosts of Vader's Castle. Look at that image. Look at that power. Oh my gosh. This is going to feature a bunch of artists. Um, it's kind of a celebration of all the Vader's castles that came before it. So we got artists like Fan Francesco Francavilla, Megan Levins, Robert Hack, and Chris Finoglio, among a bunch of others. Oh my gosh. Oh my Look at all these Jackson. Look how much <laughs> Jackson, Jackson is in this. Happening. Oh my goodness. I love these. We got a, a, Oh, sorry. For our audio listeners... Oh my! The children of the corn picture. Oh my God! That is dark, dude. Look at what is this picture? So we are looking at StarWars.com did a spread preview of the of this Ghost of Vader's Castle series that's coming out in Halloween, and one of the images there's a bunch of great ones. There's Vader. There's some classic heroes. There's Jackson. They're all very monster movie themed, just as they all have been. And then you have the most terrifying children of the corn child. It omen terrifying baby bull cut anakin and it makes Molokai, me want to stab my eyes out corn. yeah that's what that is <laughs> molokai that's look that's at what this kid's name so is. that's gonna be Corey's <laughs> new lock screen we know that <laughs> every morning wake up <laughs> i'm not listen this is i wonder if this is in reference to like some kind of moment in young anakin's life what could he have possibly done that made him like sith like as a child that's when he watched the, padme evil... sleep that one night when they were in there he was like <laughs> oh, oh God. all i'm gonna say like is that. if anakin like looked that. like that Are when qui-gon found him <laughs> <laughs> if anakin looked like that when qui-gon found him he'd be like it's not the chosen one we gotta <laughs> nope. go <laughs> we gotta go <laughs> nope 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 Oh, uh, oh, wrong chosen one. Sorry, I'm going to speak into my Gillette razor and tell everyone we got to go. He w he would have influenced the chance cube to the other way. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, so weird. But all that creepy Anakin aside, it's a great cover, though. That's, that cover is going to sell out like crazy. Let's be honest. That was very fun. Um, all these, if you're unfamiliar with these, these are Star Wars Adventures comics that have told, like, uh, one big frame story <clears throat> of a few groups of characters that tell, like, horror stories based on classic horror films that Kevin loves in the Star Wars universe and the comics. So if you're a fan, for instance, of George Mann's Dark Legends book, absolutely go ahead, pick up these comics, and this fall, Halloween, we're going to get some more. Always love more Cavan content here on The Living Force. And of course, if you want that, or anything else that's coming up, you got to check out our new release timeline over at utini.com. Frank is doing the Lord's work every single day, uh, putting new releases up there, keeping us updated, keeping the cover art updated. So if you need to know when things are coming out, head over there and get those pre-orders in wherever you want. Amazon. Books a million, bookshop, whatever you want to do. All right. We're going to skip some book reviews this week because we want to dive now right into the High Republic recap. We're here. <laughs> Tomorrow starts wave two of the High Republic with these two beautiful books right here next to me. The Rising Storm by Kevin Scott and Race to Crash Point Tower by Daniel Jose Older. We're going to say right now before we get into any recap stuff, people are going to ask which one you should read first. I will say... If you want the most complete story, The Rising Storm should be read first, followed by Race to Crash Point Tower. And regardless if you do that, all the authors have said, no matter what, these should be read before you read Justina Ireland's book next month. So, Because that's going to have major spoilers for both these books. Crash Point Tower events do happen in Rising Storm and vice versa. But for the best story, this one first, this one second. All right. Just because that's been asked on Twitter a ton of times already. <laughs> Always go release order if you can. All right. Yeah. So, fellas, before we get into the recap, we just haven't really talked about this a ton ourselves. <laughs> I have read both books. All um, right. Relax. Jeez. No, no, no. <laughs> Flex a little harder. I, so I have, I have done my thing that I need to do. Um, how are you guys feeling about Wave 2? Are you excited? 
We don't really talk about I that. I legitimately much. forget that I had it. I have a, <laughs> I have the Rising Storm book right here. I totally forgot I even owned it. <laughs> okay. oh, Apparently, word. it's been sitting right there this whole time. I didn't even know it was there. Uh-huh. Okay, a no, a solid lukewarm. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yep. You know, I am. I have been like on the. It, it's been on the tip of my tongue to like spoil everything. I'm glad you said we could spoil these things, as I usually screw that up. But. I have been jumping to find out what happens to Loden Greatstorm. Like, mm-hmm. they just yeah. end the book that way, and you're just like, when is this next book coming out? Let us yeah, know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Not to mention, it's it's Kevin Scott, right? So uh, enough sure. said just right there. We know he does amazing things from his previous work, Duke of Jedi Lost, et cetera. But also, like, I know this is, uh, this is wave two of the first phase, phase. right yep. so there's there's so much but we also know like <laughs> middle-ish chapters <laughs> tend to get even darker especially after what we saw in light of the jedi right empire strikes back the last jedi etc um i love that i love when stuff gets really dark and so the rising storm just listen to that title like i cannot yeah. i cannot wait to just get to that last page yeah i'm uh I'm very excited for the world to read it. Uh, and a little, little sneak peek, watchers, viewers of tonight's show, at the end of the show, we will be teasing the review score that we gave The Rising Storm because, as always at Utini, on release days, we have a written review and a video review dropping tomorrow. Race to Crash Point Tower will be releasing next week so it doesn't get lost behind Rising Storm. But uh, stay tuned if you want to know n- numerically uh, what our staff thought about the book. But... <laughs> It's high. It's, it's very, very high. high. <laughs> <laughs> so let's, yeah, we would, we, would, we would be somewhat remiss if we didn't say that, like, it's kind of hard to avoid this, but Kevin Scott's book has got some of the highest, like, the highest praise, I think, of any Star Wars book release yeah. maybe ever. The book like, review channel was, that, was a lot. <laughs> I know, we, I know we, we, like, really freaked out when Light of the Jedi came out, and the internet freaked out when Light of the Jedi came out because it was just so phenomenal. Like, this book has, like, been a repeat of that over Twitter for the last week as the folks that have gotten the review copies yep. have had things to say about it. Like, it's... It's it's got to be amazing. I haven't even read it yet, and I'm like, I already know it's going to be phenomenal based on just the praise that it's gotten already. I don't think I've seen a single negative thing about it, mm, so awesome. <laughs> I'm really excited. Yeah, it's going to be great. So it's gonna be a lot of fun. Light of the Jedi. Didn't they give us the first eight <clears throat> chapters before releasing the book? Yeah, that yeah, was the biggest flex I've still ever seen in the history of literature. They're like, yeah, nah, first yeah, eight was- chapters. You'll like it. I know. It's, it's, <laughs> you'll like it. <laughs> Imagine if they release like the first 20 minutes of a Star Wars movie, like in like oh two months before. I know. That people would lose their minds. You make dude. that people would riot. That would be a there would be an uproar. <laughs> as long as they don't do it on like Fortnite. <laughs> oh, yeah, no my. Kidding, oh my god! All right, <laughs> let's not have a repeat of that, please. <laughs> All right. Well, let's 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 dive in now. Back, let's go way back, way back to those glory days uh, when we got the first wave. We got the first wave of the first phase. That doesn't get easier to say. It really doesn't. Uh, Light of the Jedi by Charles Soule was our first book. <laughs> I'm older. For those of you just who to, only hear audio, Eric just retched <laughs> out of nowhere. <laughs> I reached back. I, I reached behind me. It was I the biggest. It was the biggest dry <laughs> heap I've ever seen. <laughs> A dog. It's like you hear your dog vo- trying to vomit from a different room, and you're like, "Oh no! Do it on the well, tile! Do it on the tile!" Speaking of vomit, no, I can't even transition out of that one, guys. I'm just gonna take it on the chin. Oh man! So, Light of the Jedi, 
Right here, this guy. First book we got by Charles Soule. <laughs> you know what? I was going to let you read stuff. I was going to let you have it. Does anyone else besides Corey want to tell everyone who the main characters in this book were? <laughs> sure. <laughs> Go so ahead, Wes. The, main, the important characters the important for you characters. to remember or um, to, to reminisce on is Avar Chris, Elzar Man, Loden Greatstorm, who... We find at the end of the book is an imprisonment at the, mm-hmm. at the moment, and we we don't know what's <laughs> happening, and that's caused me great grief for the past four or five months. Um, Bell Zedifar, who is Loden Greatstorm's Padawan, <clears throat> correct? Yep. Um, yep. Porter Ingle. Hell yeah, the Blade, Blade of The yeah. <laughs> Blade of Portada. Absolute king. Indira Stokes <clears throat> and Buryaga, a fan <clears throat> favorite. You forgot. <laughs> yep. You forgot the best character. Who's that? Ember, bro. You forgot about Ember, the Char. I put that's in the Jedi section, but I didn't forget about Ember. That's in the that's in the events. If you read the full outline, I have meticulously planned. <laughs> why this. are we Why are we talking about a character in the events? All right. You said who are the characters? Oh, Ember couple, is the yeah, your best character. Suck, Eric. I'm sorry, Eric. You've done a phenomenal job. Thank with you, Wes. Notes, by the way, <laughs> it's no it's no Charles storyboards, but a, a couple things to remember though. Um, for those characters in the Jedi, things to remember for Rising Storm, at the end of the book, Indira Stokes becomes Bel Zedifar's master because Bel Zedifar gets offered to become a Jedi Knight, but he says, no, I will only be knighted when my master Loden is available, when he's back, because he still thinks he's alive. A lot of the Jedi think he's dead. <clears throat> but Indira Stokes says she will take the place as his master. Uh, Elzar Man and Avar Chris have a little, a little, little bit of a secret embrace at the end of the book. Um... And then Elzar Man, we find out, is elevated to master because he's been messing around a lot. But after his work with the rain, right, with um, helping out all the droids, they elevate him to master for saving the galaxy. <clears throat> um, I will take on the villains, and then uh, we'll, we'll let you go. Then we'll mention some other characters. Charles, let you have the others because you've already mentioned Ember. So we got to add that okay. in there. I'll take um, the others. The, the, the key villains to remember are Lorna D, the Twi'lek, uh, who is a Nile, Pan Eta. Who is oh a, a draw? Oh my god, he's a giant, a giant, a Dwootin. Thank you. Who's a who's a Tempest Runner? Um, Kasav is a weak way, but he does die in Light of the Jedi, so he is no longer a Tempest mm-hmm. Runner. And right. Markeon Roe is the main leader of the <laughs> Nile, and he is very important in uh, literally everything. So those are your. Your main villain takeovers. We have other villains that are happy, that are in the higher public, but we're going to get to them in later books. Uh, Charles, bring us home with Ember and just uh, two other kind of main characters we want to remember about. Yeah, yeah. So the other characters, Ember, I'm going to say first and foremost. It's a charhound, which is kind of what it sounds like. It's a dog, basically best, uh, I don't know, Bel Zedifar's best friend, man's best friend, uh, but also it I don't know. It's like some kind of fire dog. She can it's breathe awesome. fire. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. <laughs> um, Velociraptor fire dog, something yeah, of the nature, something like right? That. I guarantee um, you that's what Daniel Jose Older pitched in the meeting. Word uh, for word. 100%. 100%. Think Charmander. Uh, other other characters that I know about, the Chancellor of the Republic, Lena So, who is right. really, I mean, it's her policies that kind of frame a lot of what's going on because... Um, she's the one who coins the phrase like we are all the republic mm-hmm. she's the one who decided to create this this project to to make starlight beacon which is supposed to be 
um, a whole network of beacons that are going to go to the outer rim that will help with communication and bringing more people into the into the republic. So she's hugely important. Um, she also has two pet lions. Everyone just has awesome pets in this yeah, series. Yeah, uh, tar- <laughs> uh, 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 Maru and it's a V. Vo- uh, oh my gosh! Oh, well, I, I was listening to the Rising Storm audiobook today, and they said their names. Yeah, it's an M and a V. I can't remember. Yeah. But um, and then the other important characters that come up are the Santecas, and so you meet a couple of Santecas who are you know predecessors to Lore Santeca that we mm-hmm. meet in uh, the Force Awakens. But they're important because they basically are experts in mapping hyperspace because it's not easy in the high republic to travel through hyperspace but they're some of the people who kind of understand it the best like finding hyperspace lanes that you can safely travel in um and then i guess we're going full we're going full bore spoilers right yep, so full there spoilers is, if you didn't read the book here you go yeah <laughs> so then we learn that there is a another santeca that we meet more towards the end of this book if i remember correctly yep. who is marie santeca Yep, Marie Santeca. She's like ancient, ancient, so old. Um, basically, Marky and Roe has her in some kind of like <clears throat> medical contraption that's keeping her alive because she's more or less a Skywalker from the Thrawn series. Like she, she can path out uh, or she can come up with paths through mm-hmm. hyperspace just in her own mind. Right. So she gives these to Marky and Roe. Marky and Roe then gives these to the Nile. And that's kind of how he has power over the Nile is he provides them with these paths. Yeah, absolutely. Right. So we got all those main players. Uh, Corey, we got our cast <clears throat> that we had. Walk us through the kind of the main really brief bullet points of Light of the Jedi. Right. Right. So the the biggest thing about Light of the Jedi is it introduces the entire premise of the Great Disaster, right? It's it's related to like the Nihil's paths, right? Like they like pull a, like a commercial ship out of hyperspace and it explodes essentially into a bunch of pieces, and the pieces are traveling faster than light speed, like all through hyperspace, and they start smashing into stuff, right? They're mm-hmm. smashing into planets, and major cities, and just killing millions and millions of people. Um, and henceforth is known as the Great Disaster, right? So the entire premise of The Light of the Jedi is figuring out how to combat that, first of all, and then figure out, like, the Nihil may be responsible, right? So we get the introduction of the Nihil, um, and the Jedi sort of discover that the Nihil exists, and they start to sort of fight them on multiple fronts is, I guess, a way to look at it is... uh, like we have lots of things happening both from the Nihil are trying to like escape the Jedi and also like kind of trying to carve out their own existence still like out out in the outer rim i guess mm-hmm. um we also have Martian Martian Rowe who's like he's the leader of the Nihil we've already said um known as the Eye he sort of takes over leadership of uh, of the Nihil through like kind of a grand plan kind of i guess it makes it seem like he's been planning this for a really long time, maybe even as far back as his father, who sort of introduced him to the Nihil. And then was, like, um, betrayed suspiciously. Yeah, By right, suspiciously betrayed, yeah. Right. What Mark exactly. Thinks. Right, right. So he sends he sends Kasif and uh, Kasif's, like, entire, like... His storm, uh, what are they right? Called? Isn't it his, yeah, the yeah. storm. Yeah, yeah, that's it. The, I forgot about that. Yeah, the, he sends like the storm into a trap, basically, and Kasif ends up like totally screwed over, and 
Um, I love that scene in the book where he cuts off his hand and he's like, "Don't you, haven't you forgotten about your hand Don't or whatever?" Forget you say to him. Hand, and it's like, <laughs> yeah, "Oh exactly. my god, what a baller move!" <laughs> yeah, incredible yeah. flex. Yeah, because right? like all it was they like don't... a democracy esque thing within the Nile, and then once one of them are gone, then the eye, all the ties go to the eye. So when the, there were only two at the end of the book, Marquion Rowe can basically dictate where he wants to go, and we get the right. vibe that was his plan. Yeah. Yeah, so Markeon Rowe is in charge of the Nihil at the end of the book. Um, and it looks like the other two, um, who, who's left? Lorna, Lorna D, D and, Pan, and Pan, Pan Ada. They seem to be kind of down with that, like is is kind of the vibe. That's that the vibe I, at that the I, end of the book, yeah. Of, mm-hmm. That was sort of left with is like, all right, this guy's in charge now. We'll follow him. Like it's kind of how it how it kind of played out. Um and uh, they they've sort of some of the authors have said behind the scenes a little bit that uh Lorna D is going to have a huge part of the entire grand plan going forward yeah. um so that'll be She's very getting that audio drama Tempest Runner is all about her at the end of this year <clears throat> or in the fall not even yep. the end of the year it's going to be it's going to be sooner yeah, than we think right so i guess then the the other thing to conclude about the story is at the end we have the the, the is what's going on with the jedi and starlight beacon and the republic because it's you know a large part of the book was focused on like sort of the Maybe kind of the rise of the Nihil, at least Markeon Rose's plan mm-hmm. and his version of the Nihil. Um, the Starlight Beacon is open at the end of the book, and the Jedi are are kind of moving into their roles into that. Um, who uh, who is set to become the leader of the Starlight Beacon? Avar Chris. And then, Avar, yeah. Yes. That, okay. That was Avar Chris. Yeah. I wasn't oh, sure. Oh no! That was, oh no! Jorah Molly was. That's what you were thinking of. Right. And then she. Yes, dies. that's what I'm yeah. thinking of. Right. Jorah Molly dies, and she and she dies, the and then Avar Chris. <laughs> Avar Chris is is sort of moving yeah, into that the role Marshall. at the end of this book. Yeah, and then as Charles already said earlier, or maybe it was Wes that said it, Loden Greatstorm in this book, like is captured at the very end by Markeon Rowe, and he has this scary purple, I don't know, device of some mm-hmm. kind of Sith artifact or something. It's not really explained what it Horrifying. is. We got to find out what it is um, still. The eggplant. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, the eggplant. The Sith eggplant. <laughs> Markeon Rowe has that, and Loden Greystorm is, like, in his possession, and it's left at that. In his sick torture chamber with all, like, the... Yum. People being tortured so he can't use his Jedi powers. Yeah, it's crazy. Clouding his judgment yep. because people are in pain and sorrow. It's <laughs> yeah. amazing. It's great writing. Yeah. I know. It really is great writing. And then at the very end we have we have this crazy vision from Elzar Man, but I, I can't remember what happened in that. Yeah. Because what happened when it's that? kinda like in uh Age of Ultron when Tony Stark sees all the Avengers dead. It's kinda like that thing. He just sees all his friends dying in pain and fear. Like those were the the big emotions, like it's obviously it's a Jedi vision, so it's not super literal, but he he senses just overwhelming fear and pain um, of all his uh, fellow Jedi friends, and that's how the book ends. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, other, uh, other key things we got to remember going into Rising Storm from this book: uh, number one, the Starlight Beacon was the first of Lena So's great works. So that was, as a chancellor, that's been her whole kind of plan. She wants to develop a lot of great works for the galaxy at large. So Starlight Beacon is one, and you we learn about another one in The Rising Storm. Uh, as Corey said, Markeon Rowe has some sort of ancient weapon that he claims has something to do with the Jedi, perhaps? Like, his family had something to do with the Jedi. It's, again, it's still very murky, um, but we want to remember that. And then, of course, as we said, uh, in Loden's absence, Indira Stokes becomes Bell's master, and Ember is right by his side. Ember does come back to the Starlight Beacon with Bell. 
And now we're looking at the glorious uh, book profile for Light of the Jedi. We remind you all, it did get a 9.6 masterpiece rating. <laughs> um, it has a ton of staff reviews, has 16 five-star user reviews. So we uh, we love this book quite a lot. And that is – so that is the main thing to read if, if, if for some yeah, reason – you don't read anything else. It sets everything yeah, up. The, the adult novels are kind of like – if you read this one, you'll get most of it into the next one. Uh, but obviously – the other books bring about some things that you may miss. So uh, let's let's go to the next one. The next book was, of course, I'm not going to do it this time. <laughs> that wasn't me, audio <laughs> listeners. Uh, In the Dark by Claudia Gray, the YA novel that follows a bunch of different characters than Light of the Jedi. Uh, the Jedi in this book are Wreath Silas, Padawan Wreath Silas, Master Comac Vitus, Orla Jorini, the Wayseeker, Master Joramali, and then Des Ryden, the Apprentice. Uh, and this book was very different than Light of the Jedi because it dealt with mainly the Drangir. Uh, can one of you guys tell us, what is the Drangir? Like, what's the elevator pitch? What are they? The Drangir are, if anybody has seen the... Um... It's not an actual. It's not an actual thing. It's a theory of uh, Slenderman. Has anybody? If you've seen Slenderman, it's Slenderman as a plant, pretty much. So they're Solid. real tall Slenderman plant people who use their vines to basically wrap around you, and they have thorns, and they cut you, and they tear you apart, and they're terrifying. They're terrifying plant Slender people. <laughs> it's kind of like. It's kind of like. Slenderman ends from Lord of the Rings. Yes, <laughs> yes. Because meat's With back giant... on the menu. <laughs> yeah, yeah, meat literally. <laughs> it's like meat's back on the menu, boy. What, what if your What if your houseplant wanted to eat you? <sighs> That's exactly the exactly. It is. So we get a lot of that. Uh, Harris in the chat saying that Wreath, Orla, and Comac are their favorites. Love these characters. Absolutely, Wreath is a little more of a bookish character. Um. Comac is again another researcher, Master Jedi, and Orla Jarini is a Wayseeker Jedi. Is uh, something we haven't really seen a ton before, and this book kind of takes them through discovering the Drengear, and we get a lot of cool Force power moments, and we meet Nan the Nihil, who ends up kneeling at the throne of Markian Row at the end of the book. Uh, less plot driven, more. Stop looking at Slack while we're doing a show, you losers. I'm calling you out because <laughs> I'm doing a show, and there's like is snickering. Snickering, snickering. Oh, Get out of Slack, <laughs> mute the channels, and pay attention to the audience. Sorry. Right. Sorry, public. Come on, Eric. Let's go. Oh, no, let's I go. am coming on. I'm running this bus, <laughs> you fools. All right. Are we so, talking about the important I, events now? Well, I think yeah. we missed we missed an important character, did we not? Amber's not maybe, in this book. Amber's not in this book. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe one of the most important characters. Go for it. All right, so his name it, is none other than Geo. Oh Geode. my god! <laughs> yeah. Wow. How did well, I the whole the, the whole crew. The whole go for it. Yeah, I missed them. Go for it. The best comedic presence in this entire book, and Corey hated him. But Geo <laughs> is the co-pilot to um, what is his name? Uh, uh, Leox McConaughey. Yeah, Skyaxi. <laughs> Matthew McConaughey in space. Yes, correct. And uh, yeah, this guy right here. Here he is. <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> the, the, the solid rock mattress. He is the co-pilot, and he is 
always in places <clears throat> you never thought he would be. He makes jokes. He chuckles. He goes to bars. I mean, probably he, one of the best written characters I've ever ever read uh, in quite some time. Yeah, really teleports. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! And guys. then and then Affy <laughs> Hollow, right? Affy plays yep. a big part too as kind Injury of the character. crew member who's learning from uh, from Leox, but then um, kind of steps into the leadership role by the end of the book. Yeah. <clears throat> I wonder if she will. I wonder if she will ever play a larger role in future waves of the High Republic. Well, funny <laughs> you should ask, Corey. This past week, we got a preview, or maybe it was two weeks ago, of the upcoming High Republic Adventures comic by Daniel Jose Older and Affy and Geode do make an appearance. So, nice. wow! All right. If you want to see Geode right. drawn in a comic book, Geode the Rock. That is coming next week in the High Republic Adventures. Geode the Rock John. I'd win in a fight. Geode, Geode or Claude? Geode. Oh, Geode. Absolutely. Come on, Come on now. We got to make it at least interesting. They both don't have arms. All right. Uh, but yeah, that was, that was a lot of uh, a lot of the stuff in, the high, in Into the Dark comes into play a little later in the High Republic comic, uh, which we'll get into in just a little bit. Um, let's see here. Charles, tell us about uh, Test of Courage. Okay. All right. A Test of Courage. Um, so basically, this is by Justina Ireland. It was the Young Reader um, book that came out as, as a part of Wave 1. Eric's holding it up for the camera there. It's a great cover. It was actually one of the promo <laughs> images they released that had me the most stoked. That's right. Oh, um, yeah. That's right. I forgot when these were promos. Yeah. And it, it basically follows a group of uh, young people who crash land on uh on a planet and find themselves there with some nile as well and the jedi that are important in this book there are really uh there are really two of them that play a big part um but there is an additional one that comes into play <laughs> vernestra Rowe or Vern is what she's called is a Miri Allen jedi who uh has an awesome lightsaber and since we're doing full spoilers can also turn it into a light whip Let's a do light that. whip here i got the i got the art from the book here if we want to throw this camera. Yeah, yes look at that. yeah because these these have little art within them look at that exactly light whip neat cannon so so she takes a big leadership role emory is uh the other jedi that we spend a lot of time with he's the guy who looks like he's flying on the cover with a cape looks kind of superman-esque um and he is a little bit more troubled, maybe not quite as rock solid in his Jedi foundations as Vern. Um, and then the last Jedi that we talk about is Douglas Sunvale, which is one of my favorite High Republic names. I love Doug. Doug. Oh, Master Doug? Doug. Hey, Doug. Master Doug. Um, and Doug, guys, remind me, it w- was this not uh, Emery's mm-hmm. master, right? Yep. Uh, who was lost along the way. The sun set on Master Sunvale. Ooh. Um, yeah. That was nice. So that's, thank you. You just um, come up with that? That was good. I did. I did. But please, you're <laughs> making me blush. Uh, <laughs> so those are the Jedi. Does someone else want to talk about villains? They're not quite as interesting <laughs> in this book. They don't do as much. Yeah. It's the Nile in the general. It's always the Nile, right? <laughs> it's just all, yeah. This is... So this junior readers book, this more uh, tied in almost directly into Light of the Jedi as far as time frame goes. 
the Great Disaster essentially sent the the Padawans and Envernestra, who is a Jedi Knight, off to the planet at the same time everything was happening. And they kind of dealt with this Nile cell that tried to, you know, kidnap them, and then they had to escape and take over, you know, very typical good young adventurer stuff. But it also featured a couple characters uh, that were not Jedi that were involved, including most predominantly Avon Steros, who uh, fans of the Star Wars comic line might know as uh, Sana Staros, or the Dr. Afro audio drama for that matter, maybe a descendant. Um, and then Honesty Weft, who was like an ambassador's son. And then J6, who was the lovable droid, was Avon's droid. <laughs> and they got into a bunch of nice little hijinks here. And this was cool because I know a lot of us don't talk a lot about the junior reader novels as much. But it really was a nice, fun adventure. Uh, we have a, a review of it on this very channel if you want to check out more. But things to mainly remember in this book that lead into the next books is mainly the character of Vernestra Rowe. Right? She is the youngest Jedi Knight at 16. She was 15 when she first got promoted to knighthood. Um, Imri becomes her Padawan. And he is intensely empathic in the Force. He is a character that is, you know... Shut off your feelings is like the hardest thing in the world for this dude. He he can feel everything mm. a ton. And I really liked how that was written in the book, right? Like it was we hadn't really seen a guy that was that in touch, and that's kinda why he flirted with the dark a little bit, I thought. Right. Yeah, that's that's like a huge point from this book, I think, is yeah, he loses his master. He's just angry at the world. They're on a planet that's like there's acid rain happening like all the time. Like it's terrible. His life sucks when he's acid on this planet. Rain. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's right. He, uh, <laughs> he does. He he flirts with the dark side and um and before <clears throat> I before Vernestra becomes his master, uh their lightsabers may or may not cross for the first time in oh, the High Republic, right. right? So they actually duel and right. after being defeated Emery then becomes Vern's uh, new Padawan, which is really cool. Yeah. that uh, Again, that lightsaber, which, as you said, is is also a light whip. And I forgot at this point, our very own uh, Jacob our, in the chat, our, our Spice Den, went through my notes before this. All the blue stuff is all Jacob in our outline here. Um, and he reminded me that it came to her via the Force, the idea of it. So it's kind of a mm. secret. This is a secret mod. Neat. Uh, she went in after hours <laughs> and listened to the force. Like, Don't tell Stellan Geos that I made a light whip. Like, <laughs> unlock, unlock the cheat codes. Exactly. So, up, 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 left, down, 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 left, up, up, up left, right. Light whip. Select start. <laughs> light whip. Select start. <laughs> Amazing. So those are the three main books. Uh, if you read, if you hadn't gotten into comics, that's what you read. What, like five months ago now? By this point, oh my god. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's been like three or four years. It feels like since that. Uh, <laughs> But then we got into comics. Our friends in the Cosmic Force did a really great episode recently all about the High Republic comics. Um, I'll go to throw it to Corey. I'm going to let you into the water first. It's okay. No, I'm ready. Right, you got it, baby. Tell us all about the Marvel High, uh, the High Republic comic series. <clears throat> yeah, so uh, I am not as caught up on the High Republic uh, comic stuff. I do have, I think, the first one. I have it. Uh, I haven't read it yet, but I do own the first one um, of the series, and I think Cosmic Force. I listened to their episode recently about the about the comics as well. So they have incredibly, incredibly oh. strong reviews. Yeah, they're if beautiful. you're gonna pick up, oh my god, yeah. If you if you want to pick up any comics, like these come at that very high recommendation, and check out the Cosmic Force episode for 
all of that, all of that uh, content, all about the High Republic stuff, kind of as it's coming out. A um, couple of big things to say about this this comic series: like we have several Jedi that we're somewhat familiar with already. Um, Keeve is in it. Uh, Avar Chris is in it. Skier, which I love. I love. I love his name. That's the. Uh, that's the Trandoshan, right? Yeah, correct. Yeah. That yeah. gets like his arm cut off while he's in a vector during the books when he's fighting with Jorah Mali. Yeah, that's right. Which yeah. comes into play like, in this in these comics too. Yeah, it does. Yeah, like does it grow? No back? big deal. He's a lizard. He'll grow back. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Faster than you think. <laughs> that that has to look really weird as it's happening. Like there's just a little arm with little hands sticking out of his yeah. shoulder. Like it's growing. Works, don't right? look at it. Just ignore it. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> just ignore it. Dude, don't look at Spears' arm thing. It's, it's weird about it. Just be cool. We also yeah. <laughs> we like... also have. <laughs> we also have. A... <laughs> <laughs> we also have a couple uh, a couple of, of new names, I guess, right? I don't think these characters are brought up anywhere else. Mm-hmm. Um, is I'm going to butcher these pronunciations. Suret, I guess. Suret and Tarek, and then Astala Maru. And I have mm-hmm. no idea who these characters are because I haven't read all these comics. Yeah, so Suret and Tarek are uh, they're nine binary twin Jedi. Uh, they have a, mm-hmm. a force connection. And then Astala Maru is kind of like the... He- the research center of Starlight Beacon. If you've read any of the High Republic comics, uh, he's the Jedi that's like always floating and looking at all the monitors and stuff. And it's kind of like, like he's like the Heimdall. Space. He's like the yes! Heimdall of of the High oh, Republic because they'll be exactly the guy it. in the chair. Yeah, they'll be dealing guy with something the and they'll they'll call back into a style of Maru and be like, you know, what's going on? Like, are you seeing anything in the in the com chatter about this, etc. He's really cool. I really like that guy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and that and the comic's been great. It's been five issues so far. <clears throat> Issue six comes out on Friday. It's the start or Wednesday. Blech. Comes out on Wednesday. It's the start of a new arc. So the first five are one solid story that they just finished right before wave uh, wave two because they're geniuses. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it deals with, as we said, mainly mainly the Drenkier are are a big foe in this, as well as the huts come in. Mm-hmm. That's right, those huts. <laughs> they're still around. They're old as hell. <laughs> Um, they're pretty great. It's a tale as old as time. <laughs> yeah, they they've come in the last couple issues pretty distinctly. And again, if you haven't caught up and you want to, you're waiting for the trade paperback. Maybe skip ahead a little bit, cover yours for a little bit. Um, let's see, Wes, can you can you walk us through some of the main points about the High Republic comic? So first, we got a first bullet point here: is Keeve was knighted after completing her trials unconventionally. Um, I don't remember this part. Yeah, it was like first issue. <laughs> okay. First issue. It was kind of separate from the rest of it. Keith Trennis was on this planet, uh, did a bunch of cool adventure stuff, and then she gets knighted at the end, and they do like the, <clears throat> by the will of the force, by the will Perfect. of the council, or whatever it is. Perfect. Which is great. So the Drengear, they make it to Starlight Beacon, and it's tacked. Mm-hmm. So that's a that's a big point. Um, the Jedi team up with the Huts, which is unheard of, right? <laughs> I mean, crazy. When, when would that ever happen? Yeah. But... Rancors are also involved. Apparently, they used to be allies or friends before the before the, the start of episode four. Yeah, and uh, but they fight back against the Drengear. Mm-hmm. And Skier, the Trandoshan Jedi himself, is overtaken by the Drengear at one point, and his connection to the Force has been damaged. Mm-hmm. Key point. Yeah. And because Corey, you mentioned like his arm getting cut off and how how that could work with his stub. There are a bunch of awesome moments in this comic where like he uses Drengear vines to like grow an arm essentially and fight with it. It's it is comic book no. crazy epicness. <laughs> yeah. That is that crazy. Is great. 
It's dope. Eric, what is the what's the easiest way to quickly read all the comics if you want to just like blow through them pretty quickly? What do you think? Excellent question. I would say at, at present, I would go Comixology route. I, I read all my comics digitally. <laughs> if you have like an iPad or even a, a computer, honestly, you can read them on there. They're always mm-hmm. available one click, insta buy. Uh, a lot of people do Marvel Unlimited. That is a three month waiting period, so it doesn't get you current, <clears> but you can read the first couple. And it looks like the trade paperbacks, which I know a lot of us in the community, like Corey, I know you like reading a lot of trade paperbacks as well. Right. Those are looks like they're going to be coming probably more fall or winter time. They're they're doing a little bit of a wait. <clears throat> but if you want to go up to date, best let me correct myself. The best option is to go to your local comic book shop, <clears throat> support a small business, get a physical Absolutely. copy, tell them you want to start buying Star Wars: The High Republic. Go in there on Wednesdays, <clears throat> have a good time. But for convenience, I know a lot of people are busy. Uh, Comicsology.com, straight up, subscribe to the yep. series. I would, lo- I would absolutely recommend doing that. Um, two other things I just want to mention uh, is that Avar Chris has mainly been stationed during that conflict. So she's been over in Starlight. That is that she shows up a bunch of times during this whole plot line. But if you wonder where she went specifically after Light of the Jedi, she's at Starlight. She's dealing with the Drengear and this whole threat. Uh, you also need to know, as we said, Skier was overtaken by the Drengear. Nope, that's a different bullet point. I'm going to say there are artistic representations of some Rising Storm characters. So there's a lot of new people that we meet in the Rising Storm, which is awesome. But if you want to know what some of them look like, the writer of the Rising Storm has been writing the comic. So there may be (laughs) some characters that show up in both. And I know the High Republic has been so awesome visually because we've been seeing so much concept art. If you want art that's more than just a concept, you got ahead of the comic. All right, couple more. High Republic Adventures. Who wants to talk about uh, High Republic Adventures by Daniel Jose Older? This has been kind of a I'm sleeper not hit. Up with these either. Yeah, they, right. I mean, this is the one thing on this list that I have not <gasps> delved into just yet. Well, perfect. All right. Well, <laughs> the High Republic Adventures is the IDW comic by Daniel Jose Older and Harvey Tolabao on art. Introduces this is the stuff you're gonna want to read if you're reading Race to Crash Point Tower. This is the most, for my money, like the one-to-one characters, vibe, um, references. Race to Crash Point Tower talks quite a bit about the High Republic adventures. The main characters, we meet Luli Talisola, who is a Jedi. We meet Zine Morala, who is just a Force-sensitive person, not necessarily a Jedi yet. Krix Kamarat, Zine's friend, who's just a human. Farzala, who is a Padawan. Court, who's kind of a Geode-esque star, who's a Padawan. Buckets of Blood... Yes. Who is a Jedi Master? Because I mentioned quite a bit. Uh, Kentum Sai, who's a Jedi Master. And Yoda's in it. Who's a Yoda? You know, <laughs> it's Yoda. Uh, and throughout this comic so far, it's really been a quieter hit. Um, a lot of folks that may not like the Star Wars Adventures comics really have been enjoying this, myself included. I don't read a lot of the IDW stuff, but I've really been surprised about this run. Uh, some important events, especially for Crash Point. Zine and Crix are two kids who come from the same planet. Uh, Zine hides her force sensitivity, but after a Nile attack, the two split up. Zine goes with the Jedi who defended, and Crix goes with Markeon Roe in the Nile, so we get, you know, kids apart. Um, as features also our first visual glimpse at the helmetless Markeon Roe, which is very cool, and he is a beautiful being. Twitter was very thirsty after the Markeon Roe reveal, if you were on there, um... Drink some water, y'all. 
breathe. Calm down. <laughs> uh, it, it also features Markeon's mystery weapon that we mentioned from the end of Light of the Jedi. So some very important things are brought in there. Uh, but really, I got to say, I, I've said it twice, but I'll say it a third time. If you want to read Race to Crash Point Tower, which you should, you're really going to get a lot more out of that book. If you read the High Republic Adventures comics, there's only about five issues out so far. Um, and they're super fun. The art is incredible. Uh, we talked about it on Cosmic Force the other week. So can't recommend that enough. All right, last two things. Oh, one thing that I know a lot of people have not read. I don't know if any, I don't know if any of y'all have read this one yet. Um, the Star Wars Insider Shorts. Have you guys read these yet? I have not. I, you, you, do, you do subscribe to that, too, don't I you? I do, Eric? yeah. I, I bought a subscription to that. <clears throat> I have it in the next room over where the bathroom is located. And I have not read Great it. Great choice. <laughs> Great choice for the bathroom reading. Um, Did you just low-key tell us this is your pooping reading? <laughs> not even that hey, low-key. Honestly, you let, your, let, your <laughs> let your imagination run amok. Uh, so these are some uh, official fiction short stories in the issues of the, of the magazine Star Wars Insider. Uh, Corey, you asked earlier how to get the comic. Star Wars Insider is a little harder to get because it's a magazine and it's 2021. Because, um, <laughs> come on. But the easiest way to get it, I have found, I, I subscribe digitally. You can just Google Star Wars Insider. You can find like six-month subscriptions, yearly subscriptions. Get it digitally through the app Zinio, or you can do a physical subscription. I know Jared on our team gets it physically as well. A bunch of articles, obviously. There's like over 100 pages every issue. But for my money, the most important stuff has been the short stories. They've just been called Starlight by Charles Soule, Kevin Scott, and Justina Ireland. Uh, they've had a couple cool characters. They've had Joss and Pika Adrian from Light of the Jedi. They've had Velko Jahan, who's a Soikin, and Gal Tarpfin, who's a Mon Cal security chief. Now, He's those may not guard. sound familiar. That's okay. <laughs> those sounded weird in my mouth. I'm not going to lie. That was an <laughs> odd thing to say. Um, but the series goes through like the day in the life of the inhabitants of Starlight Beacon. It is a world-building series. has like cameos from like, Avar Chris walks down a hall. It's like that kind of thing. Mm. Um, the first story, Go Together, tells the story of Joss and Pika, uh, the couple, as they fix a mechanical issue that spells disaster for the station before they get called to go assist with the disaster at Hetzel. So this is pre-Great Disaster for the first bit. The second one, First Duty, uh, which is Kevin. So the first one is Charles Souls. Kevin's story tells the story of a newly arrived aide, Velko Jayen, and she has to solve a murder mystery between two rival species on the beacon. And the third one, Hidden Danger, which is not, not yet completed, Justine Ireland's. Uh, it says, after the events of the Drengear incursion, which we knew about in the comic, Velka prepares for the Galactic Agricultural Alliance's annual meeting. Um, which, again, not the most exciting pitch, but it is a really fun story. Uh, plants. <laughs> a lot of plants in the High Republic. So. That, that would have been a nine-book series in Legends. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. How many pages were these in the, uh, in the Insider magazine? They're like, about, good question, like six? Um like that's magazine pages, good. like you know, two columns fully per. You get a little bit that's of a fairly uh, good poop, Corey. I mean, yeah. I can get right, I can get right <laughs> through that. That's story. a long one. It's pretty decent. <laughs> oh my god! It's a, a regrettable <laughs> event would be before this reading session is all I have to say as far as the length goes. Uh, also, some great original art uh, in front of the stories because come on, we love the visuals of the High Republic. And finally, the last last one. Kind of a little secret here. Jacob wasn't going to put this in the outline, but I told him to because it's great. The Great Jedi Rescue by Kevin Scott is the Young Kid Sticker Book that retells <laughs> all about like, what the did great. I miss? 
If you want to know about how an almost universal wide genocide happened, but through the eyes of a child with stickers, get the Great Jedi Rescue. Um, it has it has it has a review. Oh, it's from Spice Din. Yes. <laughs> there you go. Now, I, I want to push back. I want to push back on this hey, being this is... a kid's book for a second. Because okay, did you get the, because you get the copy? Yeah, Eric got a copy. and Maybe this speaks more towards Eric than the book itself. But the next thing you know, Slack is lit up. He's got like five <laughs> stickers like on his face. Like it's like <laughs> yeah. they're everywhere. They're... All my cord management boxes now have High Republic stickers everywhere. Oh, wait, exactly. Yeah, I got... My uh, my little wireless charger here. It has my Buriaga sticker. Yep. Oh my there god. There you go. It's got yeah. a little headset. <laughs> uh, yeah. If you didn't get your High Republic stickers yet, because let's be honest, we all want merch. I'm wearing my my High Republic shirt I got off Amazon straight up. I was asked earlier nice. where I got this. Um, I got the uh, Great Disaster shirt on. Sure yeah, you do. Rock that. The Utini official worn by Kevin Scott himself. That's right. At one point. Uh, that's the last one. But, whoo. My gosh! So that is the long version of like the what the five minute video Alex Damon put on Star Wars Explained this morning. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Speaking of that video that Alex Damon put out, they had the like various pictures that I had I had never seen before. Like they had the picture of that um, of that abandoned base that they mm-hmm. were at in Into the Dark. So yep. I kind of you know put two and two together whenever I saw it. But they also had a picture of. Of the of uh, Mari Santeca, mm-hmm. and she was like in that too. It was creepy. It was super yeah. creepy looking. Yeah. So they they put great visuals uh, in that in that little six minute uh, summary. So check that out on Alex Damon's uh, on Alex Damon's page. Yeah. Star Wars explained. They did a great job with that, and of course, a lot of the visuals they used were from the shorts that are on the StarWars.com YouTube channel. Um, that have been like the shorts of the higher public characters that have mm. been coming out. So if you want a refresher on who they were, it's always great. Like, the High Republic is an era of peace and justice. And oh, yeah, Bell yeah, yeah. And they're always downvoted into oblivion because total assholes are like, Gina Carano shouldn't have been fired. It's like, shut <laughs> up. Not why we're here. <laughs> it, don't go into the comments. Don't read the comments. Just watch the videos. Uh, but I think that's that's about the gist. Uh, guys, before we reveal how we liked Rising Storm, I want to go around one more time. Uh, last thoughts about... Wave one, anything you guys forgot as we were going through that were like, oh yeah, right, I'd, that was really cool, I really liked that. Or like, what do you, what do you most, ex- what do you fondly remember the most? Uh, Corey, I'll start with you, man. Uh, I really like Light of the Jedi, it's one of my favorite, favorite books like ever, like seriously, it's probably my top ten books in Star Wars, like it's so, so good. And I just, uh, <laughs> I, I'm still continually fighting my battle of the best way to read comics because like, I, 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 I don't know what it is, man. I just can't buy digital comics. Like, no, I, just, I get it. it I just it can't do it. It feels good under the fingers. I know. I mm-hmm. really like I really like reading physical comics. I love yep. the ads that are in the comics. Yeah. Like it's like it feels like a, going back in time. I love it. So like I'm still trying to find a comic book shop that I can get them from where I can get them shipped to me. Well, dude, you know um, what you do? Once I, you become a once you get become a full doctor with a full practice, tell a resident every Wednesday, go get me my comics. <laughs> <laughs> Make a medical student do it. All right. In the morning, tomorrow, which will be me at 8 a.m. And first, you're going to go buy Chick-fil-A, bring me a chicken biscuit, and also go by the comic book shop, and I'm going to need you to pick up my weekly trades. Got it? All right. I'll see you at 8. And then once you're getting the floppy dishes, I need you to take out the staples, rebind them into a trade. No, you know how I like it. I assume that's what medical school is like. That's right. That's exactly it. That's, That's dope. Exactly it. Awesome, man. Uh, Wes, what about you? Um, I'm I'm interested to see what happens with Reese Silas. 
um, coming yeah. out of Into the Dark, and also um, what happens with Affy because she kind of she kind of goes <clears throat> her and. Uh, Matthew McConaughey <laughs> kind of go on their own way. <laughs> That's his name. And, I don't uh, care anymore. That's his full name. <laughs> That's his name. They kind of go off on their own way. Maybe they have their own adventures. Hopefully, maybe they have their own stories that come out. But um, also, what happens with Geode? I mean, outside of the comic uh, spot that he had he had showed up in, does he mm-hmm. is he get deeper character um, like right. analysis yeah. in in a book in a, in another novel or something? Is he actually alive, or is this just a really yeah. long running joke? It, like what? Yeah. <laughs> Is it is it so much uproar that we've given him? Does he get a higher spotlight, or does he get a bigger spotlight now? Wait, guys, um, does he become the like... rock that Grogu is sitting on in the Mandalorian? He's, <laughs> he's, the, the, he's the rock that uh, Ray slices into that takes out the wagon of the caretakers. Oh, no. <laughs> oh my god! I don't think they like us. Uh, that would be incredible. Uh, all right, Charles. Charles, what about you, dude? Um. I, I know this is a little bit of a cop out. I I really can't choose one thing like that was the most awesome. Like I'm just really blown away by this entire wave one. And someone earlier in the chat, I'm sorry, it's a long time ago. I can't give you credit. Said like I can't wait for the next movie, like Star Wars movie, to come out tomorrow, talking about the Rising Storm because like that yeah. really for those of us that are here talking about these books, those of us who <clears throat> read the written material in the Star Wars universe, like this. That's what this is like for us right now. Like this is a yeah. huge, huge, huge deal. Um, and I think that once we're way out in uh, phase three, like you know, when we are, when we've been doing the High Republic for years and years, we're gonna look back at Wave One and just think about how special all of it was to be going through this whole experience together. So I, I got nothing specific. I've loved every bit of the High Republic that I have picked up, and I intend yeah, to keep going. Sure. Well, damn. Uh, yeah. Well, good. You, you, I mean, you got it. And, I mean, that's, and, and Ember. Yeah, and, and, yeah Ember. and Ember. But you're totally right. It has felt like a film thing. And I think that's what I didn't realize how much I was missing that energy. Because we, we got Force Awakens, Last Jedi, Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> man, like, we kind of had this constant feed. And we do still get it with like Mandalorian and Bad Batch and Clone Wars. But like, there's just been something about this fever for these High Republic <laughs> books. And they're books. They're we love them, but when we started this show 118 episodes ago, I didn't think there'd be fervor for books for Ermagerd Sturmersberg. Like it's amazing. Yeah, Um, absolutely the best time to be like running a a Star Wars book podcast. Like it's just so much good stuff. It's coming out all the time, and it's 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 exciting. We said it a thousand times. It's so exciting to be a Star Wars fan in the middle of all this stuff. I was like, this is like. I mean, this is like Bane. Like, he, <laughs> like this is like the Bane stuff that came yeah. out, and it was just three books, and it was like, holy crap, the Old Republic is incredible, and we're like, multiple phases. How long is this going to go? Are we talking five years? Like, I three mean, to five years? Yeah, that's nuts. Yeah. It's so much stuff. It's, it's going to be fantastic. And we, and, we, and fantastic. it's funny because you know, so let's real quick. I'm gonna for all you that stuck around. Thank you. We hope you've loved this show. Uh, I'm gonna tell you right now what our our scores are. For the Rising Storm, as you know at Utini, we go category by category. We have five categories. We rate in, give us an overall score. The plot of the Rising Storm, we gave a 9.1. For characters, a 9.5. Originality, a 9.2. Writing, a 9.5. And entertainment, a 9.8. Which overall gives the Rising Storm a 9.4. 
which is point one behind Master and Apprentice and point two under mm-hmm. Light of the Jedi and a ton point whatever is above most of Star Wars books. Like this book's incredible. <laughs> that's um, that's like top yeah, five all yeah. time on the site, then isn't it? It's gotta yep. be As it far as adult incredible. novels go in canon. Yeah. That's incredible. So sure. Yeah, I'm I mean I'm right, I'm right with you guys. It's so fun that everyone's getting so excited about this. And I encourage you all to, Star Wars Twitter can be a scary place. There can be a lot of awful stuff about it. But if you follow the right people and you have the right kind of mindset, there's so much joy and love on there right now about all things High Republic. Everyone's freaking out. Everyone's being so excited about it. So tomorrow, we want to hear how excited you guys are. Find us on socials. Find us in Discord. Let us know what you're reading. Use spoiler tags when appropriate, of course. But please, we want to we want to experience this with you guys. We love this event. Let's all be at the movies together, experiencing Rising Storm and Risk to Crash mm-hmm. Point Tower. I'm so stoked. I'm so glad all y'all hear about it. And like to get really savvy for just a second, I don't know how to, how I would experience these without you all in the chat, but also the three of you dudes. Like I get to talk to my best friends about Star Wars every week, and it's at a time when this stuff's coming out. It's really cool. For sure, it's it's such a good, such a good outlet after being at work all day. Jeez. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just here for the money, to be honest. <laughs> no, I, I and, and I, the thing is, we know that and love you anyway. That's what the friendship is. <laughs> oh man, this has been. The, I've said it a thousand times. Starting Utini has been like one of the greatest accomplishments of my life, and like it's it's so much fun every single week. And like I'm so excited that the community has got something so original to literature to focus on. Yep. Like I mean, this is not happening anywhere else except you know we got comics. There's something for everybody. Yeah. And comics and books and kids books and sticker books. It's nuts. It's nuts. You can't even keep up. There's so much stuff. Yeah. We have to do a recap show just so you can keep going. It's crazy. Yeah. Not only exactly for the it. audience. But also for but us. Also for yeah, us. This, this was as yeah. much for us as for anyone. I'm I'm literally adding comic books to my cart as we speak. Like I, I have to read these. It's ridiculous. Well, I love it. And also, y'all remember as you're reading, you got friends that are reading with you. Share that experience. Who knows if your roommate has read a Kevin Scott book, but someone in Utini has. So share it with us. Very excited. Let us all know how you love things like Stellan Geos and all that stuff. Tomorrow's the day, my friends. Get all the versions you want. Oh, last reminder. Sorry, before the outro. The out-of-print exclusive edition goes on sale tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. So, set your alarms. I know I will. Don't get one before me, but get one after me so we can both have it. Or else I'll be very sad. <laughs> I guess that's how I'm going to end it. I got nothing else, guys. Usually I have another like high beat, but I just really want that cover. <laughs> all right, y'all. But that's going to do it for this week's episode of The Living Force. Thank you to all of our amazing patrons who support us over on Patreon at utini.com slash Patreon. Uh, be sure to join us in August for our trivia night. We can't wait to see you there. A special thank you goes out to Cheryl Bell, Patrick Ortiz, and Carl Sander on our Jedi High Council, as well as Elizabeth Cloutier, Jason Mitchell, Freddie C., and Sally and Chris Eilerson on our Alliance High Command for making literally everything we do here possible. You can find us on Twitter. I'm at Eric Eilerson. Corey is at DocStarWarsMD. Charles is at C. Hankel. And Wes is at Boss Wes. A special thank you to Matt Davenport, our amazing editor. Ryan, our graphic designer extraordinaire. And Wes, our producer and community manager. Thank you to Corey, Charles, and Wes for podcasting tonight. Thanks to all of you in the chat. Send us those pictures of your covers. Let us know how much you love your books. And as always, may the force be with you. There is no hatred. There is joy. There is no division. There is union. There is no apathy. There is passion. 
There is no gatekeeping. There is community. This is the Utini Star Wars Fan Code. Embrace it, live by it, and above all, trust in the living force. Join the Utini community and surround yourself with like-minded fans at utini.com. And remember, the force will be with you, always.